LOP in the building. My life been a movie, I should have filmed it. Nicely with the pin game, pops taught me to spit game. Get your cameras ready, we heavy catch when I'm in frame. Product opinionated, but I'm coming through smooth with it. I be kicking back, you could Google it. From the block to the booth, he the truth, just another lane lot. I'm a Crown Heights legend, still repping the same block. You are now listening to the Life of Product podcast. Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. You're now locked into the Life of Product podcast. Welcome back to the show, man. Listen, y'all been welcoming the kid with open arms. As I came back, I told you I took a small hiatus. It was a month and a half, two months, something like that. I don't know. I can't remember. (laughs) But y'all welcoming me with open arms. I think the last show... Episode 91 on YouTube, I think it did around 1.9K, like right under 2,000 views. The one before that did like right at 1,000 views or a little bit over that. I forgot what the numbers was on streaming, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, man. I told y'all, um, people from DR tapping in, Nigeria's tapping in, Italy's tapping in, the whole country is tapping in. I, I appreciate y'all so much, man. Um, I've been going ham with checking the analytics, baby. It is like, oh, no, I've been kind of on like a cloud nine because at the end of the day, man, um, I don't just do this for myself. I do this for y'all. Like, I feel like I'm spreading a message. I, I feel like there's a darkness over the world right now. And I feel like if I could add a little bit of light to break through that, I'm playing my part. Who's been keeping up with the playoffs, though? Yo, yo, listen, man. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. I thought it was a wrap for the Knicks last night. I thought I thought it was a wrap for the Warriors. And they, 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 they showed up. They did something last night, man. I was kind of shocked. I didn't watch the Knicks game. I was like, I'm not watching it. Cause I, I I feel like I feel like when it's crunch time and we down the game or it's three to whatever, I feel like I'm bad luck for some reason. So I said, I'm not gonna watch it. I'ma just go online and I'm gonna check the stats. And I was like, whoa, I, I wasn't expecting that. But we're gonna see what happened Friday night. Um, I did watch the Golden State and the Lakers game. That was a really, really good game. I think after I left the gym, I caught like the second half, um, something like that. And it was a tight, it was tight. The game was tight, but dog, I told y'all that boy stuff is blessed. Stuff is stuff is blessed. You know what I'm saying? I, I've never seen another basketball player um release his shot as he's going up, like halfway at his peak. Like that, that's amazing right there. LeBron was doing his thing too, but for some reason it was just, you know, hey, yo, not for nothing. Draymond Green stepped his game up last night and he was he was doing his thing too. It, it kind of uh, hurt to see AD get hurt. I think he got like hit in the eye or something like that. Um, last night, people was on social media making jokes about, yo, ain't nothing funny about that. Yo, ever got hit in the eye while he was playing basketball? It's the worst feeling ever. Chill out, man. Told me he was on the side crying. Wouldn't you be teary-eyed if you got hit in the eye? Yo, y'all be wildin', man. We off that, though. Today's uh, episode Today's episode 92. Um, <clears throat> episode 92 is titled, I Let Myself Go. Before I let go. Yo, that's, that's my soul singing right before I make a bad decision in life. <laughs> Oh, man, it's a dog joke. Yo, dog jokes make life better. I noticed something. A lot of people that make dog jokes, especially, man, in our, in our own kind of way. And I'm a Gemini, so the jokes get a little darker. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. Um, Today's episode 92, episode 92 is titled, uh, I Let Myself Go. There are multiple ways you can let yourself go in life. <sighs> We're going to go down the rabbit hole um, for a minute on that today. Um, Physically... Is one of them. Financially, is one of them. We ain't touching that right now. Ain't, stop the plane, throw the X up. You know what I'm saying? I don't want no bad juju today. So we ain't, we ain't going to talk about financial. We ain't touching that. Um, I want to talk about the physical side of it, though. You know what? 
letting yourself go. This this is what letting yourself go in life feels right. Like, right? Letting yourself go in life. You ever went to the beach? You want to sand, you chilling. You say, oh, let me walk to the shore a little bit. And you got the water right there, right? You put your feet in the water. The water's like right here. The next thing you know, the water's above your ankles. The next thing you know, you chilling 30 seconds to a minute. The water is leg length. It's in between your knee and your ankle. Next thing you know, the water's above your knees. Next thing you know, you are waist level with the water, and the shore is all the way back there. That's what letting yourself go feels like. The next thing you know, you're in the middle of the ocean, you paddling to stay up above water, and a big wave just smacks you back on the shore. That's, that is what letting yourself go feels like in life. Don't believe me? Huh. You lucky because if you ain't never been there, you are a blessed person to not have let yourself go. I, I've let myself go. But the thing is, I'm mature enough to recognize it, and I am mature enough to admit it and to spread my story with y'all because I don't want to see y'all go down the path I did. I love myself going. I love, I love myself go physically. I told y'all I got really heavy back into working out, back into fitness and things like that. When it comes to the physical side, I've met a lot of trainers. Um, I met people that are way further than me. Right now, I'm right now I'm at right at two oh nine. Well, just, let's just say two ten. I'm at two ten, right? Um. I was at 246 at one point, and that was, I believe, one of the heaviest weights I've ever been to. But it wasn't like muscle; like I was, it was, it was kind of muscle, kind of fat, or whatever. I didn't, I didn't like it. I don't like looking at old pictures of myself when I was around that or further or whatever when I wasn't around the same weight, but not like as muscular. Um, I hate it. I hate it because it brings, it reminds me of a dark time in life, not just physically, but where I was at mentally and emotionally. I was at 246. I went from 246 to 200, and 200 was weird. I, it was weird, man. It, I was looking like a, a Christian Bell in that movie when he was like all slim, you know what I'm saying? I think, I think it was at the Mickey Rourke movie when, with him and Mark Rourke. That's kind of what I was looking like when he played crackhead, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man, maybe I'm over-exaggerating, but it was bad, brother. I ain't like it. 200 was not cool. I had to, you know what? Unpopular opinion. Gaining muscle mass is harder than losing weight. It's way harder than losing weight. Some of y'all would never understand that. So when I went down to 200, I had to like really jack myself back up to get to 210. Like gaining 10 pounds was very hard for me. But I had, like I said, I let myself go. And um, it, it was a combination of many things, man. Um, having kids. <laughs> it was a combination of it. Yo, listen, let me tell you something, man. I, I look back at it, right? And years ago. Look, if listen, fellas, fellas, to the men that are married or the men who are in relationships, the men have have kids, they understand. So the dudes that don't have kids, you will not understand it since you were in this position. When your when your girl is pregnant, you are pregnant. Yes, she is pregnant. You are pregnant because if you are right there, you are being hands on. Y'all live together. It doesn't matter. Um, when she eats, you are gonna eat. It is what it is. If she's eating weird pregnancy craving stuff, you are gonna eat weird pregnancy craving stuff. That's just what you're gonna do. You know, if she is eating uh, cottage cheese with a spoon out the little bowl, the little silver bowl, whatever, you are going to be doing the same thing. It's kind of like when you have a baby and the baby is on a sleep schedule, you are on a sleep schedule. So when your BM is pregnant, you are on the same eat schedule as your BM. It, it is what it is. I let myself go. It was a combination of that and it was a combination of working. So I was working so much. Um, Love the airline industry. Love, I love the company. But, <clears throat> excuse me, allergies working me today, boy. But it was, it really put a dent in my lifestyle. When you were working 60, 70, 80 hours a week, how, how healthy can you eat? You have to feed your body, especially when you were physically working. You were physically working. I was in planes, loading planes, bong, bong, getting it in. 
three, four hundred bags going to uh, 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 Dominican Republic, three, four hundred bags going to Puerto Rico, three, four hundred bags going to Jamaica, a hundred strollers. Your body can't run on nothing. It, it can't. It cannot run on nothing. So I found myself. I found myself just grab and go, grab and go, grab and go. Airport food is the worst food ever. <laughs> when you when you when you go into JFK, you go into JFK. It looks good. They have it out on like the uh, the little buffet tables. You get your little container. You packing it. Bong bong. You waiting. It, you like oh word. They got Chinese food today. Word. They got tacos today. Word. They got all of this today. They got breakfast today. Imagine doing that for 13 years, yo. You know what I'm saying? Mind you, I was I was taking food from home some at certain points, but I wasn't taking the right food from home. It it really took me to get out the airline industry to be able to look back at that, like, okay, I was doing that wrong. Meal prepping is a thing. Meal prep prepping is a thing I haven't gotten into yet, but I want to get into it sometime this summer, like full fledged. Like I'll I'll make food for the week, somewhat healthy food, eat that, workout, eat that, workout. But I want to get into full fledged meal prepping now. Listen to the people out there that don't have time to meal prep. You're working long hours at your job. You're working two jobs. You might be working three jobs. You're in the field. Working in the field is a hard thing. I've done that. Um, start meal prepping. Start meal prepping. I, I From speaking to people that are, are way further with fitness than I am, they've all said the same thing, and it's always stuck with me. They told me it's 10% working out. It is 90% what you eat. And I was like, really? Now, when about five or six people tell you this, take heed to it, because that means there's truth to it. There, there is truth to it. So <clears throat> from doing a little research, I'm like, okay, if I can match the working out or whatever, there's people that work out three, four times a week. They're not working out every day, and they are in great shape because it is what they eat. They are feeding their body properly. You need to know your body. You know what I mean? If you're trying to get to a certain goal, you can't be eating pork every day. You cannot be eating sweets every day. Like cutting carbs, cutting Sugar in particular has been a game changer for me. So, yes, I have let myself go. I let myself go physically. And when I look back at it, I, I don't like it. And I'm like, thank God I was able to get myself back where I am now. Because back then, I felt like I would have went so far and I would have been so far going. I probably would have been at the point of no return. Especially, you know, when you're going through things in life and that starts to catch up. When the mental and emotional part catches up with you, um, catches up with your physical and it's just bringing you down. <laughs> Evil times. Dark times. G is a boy product, life of product podcast. We will be back with the second part of the show. Episode 92, I Let Myself Go. Gia, what up, what up, man? It's the boy product. You're now locked into the life of product podcast. This is episode 92. Episode 92 is titled, I Let Myself Go. Uh, I did. And and you know what, what saddens me is um I see a lot of people right now that I personally know that have kind of let themselves go. And I'm, I'm not just talking about the physical part, uh, their day-to-day interactions, the way they interact with other people, the way they deal with problems. This is something that we really need to address. And this is something that can kind of, you know, develop into depression. And it can also develop into mental health issues, long-term mental health issues. I had I had an ex and we were driving one time. She called her aunt. She's my aunt. My ex is very pushy. Uh, very very pushy. Called her aunt, and her aunt deals with uh, uh mental health issues or whatever. And even though she's pushy, I kind of understand what she was trying to do. She called her aunt. She had her aunt on speakerphone, and it, not speakerphone, but it was like connected through the car, or whatever, through the aux. And um, she was trying to get her aunt to like kind of get out the house that day. And everything she would ask the aunt to do for like a minute straight, she would go, "Ah, oh, no, I can't do that today. Uh, no, I don't think so." And my ex was being really pushy. So when she hung the phone up, I said, yo, I said, you know, you kind of pushed me, like, 
kind of hard to like, like if she don't really want to get out the house, they just let her do that. And she was like, no, my aunt deals with depression. She needs to get out the house. She said, that's, that's healthy for her. And I, I kind of didn't understand it at the time, but now I kind of do. And I, I told y'all I had for a short duration um, dealt with depression or whatnot. And it's, it is a dark place, yo. It is not a beautiful place. Um, Letting yourself go can be mental and emotional. And it kind of, they the funny thing about the mental and emotional part, they kind of run neck and neck. They kind they kind of run like right on the lines. Like um, imagine you got two people right here running a marathon, and you don't know which is gonna win. You don't know which one is gonna hit first. You don't know which one is gonna fall first. That's what the mental and emotional part of letting yourself um kind of falls into. I had let myself go um, uh, go emotionally, man. You know, I told y'all before growing up, I didn't show emotion. I told y'all this multiple times. I didn't like the only emotion I showed was anger because it it, it was <clears throat> due to the way I was raised. Um, I was raised pretty good, but you, you know, like it was conflict somewhat because even though I had both of my parents, I told y'all, I grew up in a household that was loving yet unloving. Like they loved me, they loved their kids, but they didn't love each other like that. Or they, the love had kind of faded. Like by the time I was born, it was gone already. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was, it was, it was crazy because my mother always raised me to be this compassionate person. The two things she always told me to show was compassion and empathy. And she always stressed to me, you never know where your life is going to be. She was like, I don't care if you're up. I don't care how high up you are. You can always come down. Show compassion to people. Do not ever, ever put yourself above people. Always show compassion and always show empathy. Um, Watching my mother die from cancer kind of dissolved a lot of that compassion. It it did. It, it really did. And it was it was something I was... I was holding on to that compassion aspect for their life at one point. Because at one point, I'm going to keep it real. I ain't care what happened to nobody. If you wasn't my inner circle or people that was really, really close to me, if I, if we're close friends, I look at you like family. I don't just look at you like a friend. If you wasn't one of those people, dog, I don't care. I absolutely, I did not care at that point. At that point, it made it didn't do nothing for me. That's you, that's your life, that's your decision. Get out of here, kick rocks. That's how I felt. You know, um, it, it, it was a slippery slope when my mother had got diagnosed with cancer. And I remember just, you know, seeing her health, whatever, become questionable and or whatnot. And, you know, walking into that hospital and and my, shouts out to my Aunt Gina. My Aunt Gina was there, drove all the way up from PA. And she was like, yo, your mother got stage four cancer. That right, it was like a knife got shoved into my heart slowly and they turned it you know what I'm saying so from that day on you know seeing her go through that see watching your superhero die slowly watching your superhero die slowly will change you it will change you it it, it felt it felt like uh if it, it it felt like something that um you will only read about in books or comic books but watching your superhero die slowly will change you I got to and I was going through some other things in life it got to a point I was ready for whatever fam I was I was ready for whatever, <laughs> and I could I could laugh about it now. I told you I got a dog sense of humor, but it it, it hurt, you know, and it it hurt to the point where I, I believe inner pain becomes physical. It, it it got to the point I was sore certain days. I would wake up certain days, not even working out. I would just be in pain. My body, my chest would hurt. My head would hurt. My back would hurt. My legs would hurt. It would hurt when I walked. Like I I read something years ago that will go through these sets of emotional pain and, and, and mental pain and our bodies will hurt. That pain can transition and become physical. Until I actually went through that, 
I didn't believe it. And then I believed it as I went through it. It hurt very much. It would be so bad. Um, People would come to me randomly and that like coworkers at the time um, or PP, like three people came to me that I'd never met before I was on the street and was like, are you okay? I feel like God sent those people. Like, like, and imagine random people asking me, hey, how you doing today? And and it's like, come on, I was in Jersey. Like, the Jersey and New York are a little, you, you kind of saying, we don't talk to random people. But imagine random people coming to you, asking you if you are okay. That, that means that these people could see pain on my face. They could see pain on my face. You know, I was with my mother on the last day that she died. Um, I was there. I was there at the hospital all day, and after, about an hour or two after I got home, that's when I got the call. Um, you know, and I don't, I, I don't like displaying this um information and, and giving this to certain people. Um, my mother had lung cancer. Um, they had ter- told us at a certain point she had about roughly six months to live. Well, her lung collapsed, and uh, once that lung collapsed, it, it was no, you know, there was no bringing it back. Um, and I was in there. She was unresponsive, and I was just in there in a the hospital, you know, talking to her for a certain amount of time. And um, you know, different a couple of the nurses that she had um, developed a relationship with while she was there came in. One nurse in particular, he was really cool. And that, that's when I got really choked up because I watched him somewhat get choked up before he walked out. And it was a very emotional day, man. So, But there were other things that were happening in life. Um, my son, my oldest son had a situation with a kid where he let somebody hold his bike and they stole it. You know, and a, a, kid, a kid, the kid who had, you know, was basically responsible for it lived maybe five minutes from us. Or whatnot, and I did not, and I told you, I, I think I told you on another show, I didn't know what was going on. I, I noticed that the bike was gone. And when I talked to my son about it, his plans were to go over there with his homeboys, whoop this kid out. The first question I asked my son is, is the boy 18? At the time, my son was, uh, I think he was like 14. Yeah, he was like 14 and a half at the time. And he was like, no, nah, he's my age. The crazy Brooklyn Gemini side in me went for those few seconds when I asked him if he was 18, I was praying the kid was 18. Because I just, at that time, I'm not even going to lie to you, I was looking for a reason to just push somebody's whole wig back. That, yo, because once, once my son was telling me about it, I just had this vision of me rocking this kid. Rocking. So I was praying that the kid was 18 and over. And yo, listen, man. He ain't, my son ain't started. I ain't started. We ain't started. When people start certain situations with you, you have to teach them a life lesson. And I was praying that the kid was 18. I actually, I told you, I went to the house. I went to the house and um, and I, and I told the people, uh, the parents at the house, this is going to go one of two ways. And I told her, and I told them, the, the mother was there. She called the father. And I, and I told her, I said, please call your husband on speakerphone. Put him on speakerphone. I said, Yo, I said my G, I'm going to tell you like this. It's going to go one of two ways. And I said, calling the cops is not an option for me. I don't do that. And they peeled me off the money a few days later that I paid for the bike. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I had to, that dark space I was in, I had to crawl out of that. And I had to come become empathetic again. And I had to get that, I had to regrow compassion in me because it, it was not there for a while. I, I, mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm still not 100%. I'm a good dude. I'm, I'm a very good dude. And I, and I do for those who do for me. It's it's not all the way back. It's more there than it was than during that time. But it it that during that time it was a very I was in a very very dark space. Even the music I was listening to, I was not listening to nothing happy. I was listening to sh- you know even though I listen to her music now, the type of stuff I was listening to, everything was bad. Like everything around me, surrounding me was dark. I was watching dark documentaries. Um, I wasn't 
really watching too many too many Netflix shows. Like I was on YouTube just going down a rabbit hole with different stuff. Different stuff. Not questioning religion, not questioning God, not questioning life, but just it was it was me needing to feed something in me that was dark at that time. And I thank God it's not there no more because I could have emotionally and mentally went further down the rabbit hole and succumbed to that and said, this is where I'm at right now. And pretty, pretty much 100% accepted it. When people accept it, people, everyone has a dark side in them. Everyone does. You can't tell me that everyone is just light and love, not as BS. Everyone has a dark side. But once you go through things in life, we're tested in life and those experiences and those tests that will allow you to accept it. Once you accept it, it's kind of like you can't revert back. Ain't no back button on that. Once you hit submit on that, that's it. G is the boy product. Life of product podcast. We will be right back with the third part of the show, episode 92. Yeah. What up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. You're now back with the Life of Product Podcast. This is episode 92. I let myself go. <laughs> Before I let you go, before I let you go, can I get a kiss? Good night, baby. Don't say bye-bye. This is why I'm not a singer. Dog, not for nothing. When I was a kid, I, yo, yo, listen, man, you you would have thought I was like the next bong bong. I have vocals, but then, you know what I'm saying? I, I started hitting puberty. Boys got deeper, you know what I'm saying? It's all good, but I have bars too, so it's all, I'm still talented on y'all. I was crushing them out here, you know what I'm saying? Jizz, the boy product, episode 92, man. Yo, I, and I told y'all, you know, you can let yourself go physically. You can let yourself go mentally. And emo- that mental and emotional part really run neck and neck. Let me ask y'all a question, right? Like I said, we, we all, everyone has a dark side to them, right? Um, do you ever find yourself about to jump off the ledge? Like, you know what? This is it. Like somebody, life or people or things can push a button. Whenever they push a button and you're about to jump off the edge, what do you do? Who do you go to? Who do you call? What activities do you partake in to not jump off the edge? The person that used to talk me off the edge was my mom's. Many, many times, boy, boy, many times. There's been times I was about to just stow it all away. And about to be locked up like Akon. And you know what I'm saying? She talked me off the uh, off the edge. Um, you know what's crazy? The person I, two people I go to, my, my sister and my daughter. And, and, and honestly, um, my, my daughter doesn't even know. Nene does not know that she is like my Dr. Phil. Mind you, I don't, I don't call Nene with my problems and I don't be like, hey, I'm going through this. No, I will literally pick up the phone and call Nene just to be like, hey, how's your day going? And listen to her talk and tell me about whatever anime she watching. Uh, my daughter loves anime. My daughter, my daughter loves K-pop. Thank God. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. If I did anything right or that, I, that part, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Um, as a father, yes, thank you. <laughs> my daughter loves K-pop. So this, this days, I'm really going through it. Like I am not in a good mood. I'm in a bad mood, and I'll just randomly Facetime my daughter and I'll call her. I'm like, Hey, what you doing? And just to hear her talk about the latest K-pop stuff, um, telling me about what she just ordered off Amazon, the Temu, Timu, however you say the app, it makes my date a hundred times better. And that's what talks me off the ledge. She's like my Dr. Phil. She don't even know it. And you ain't get no money for that. That's your job. I brought you into this world somewhat. <laughs> Yo, but for real, like, but the thing is, the thing is we all have like a thing, a place we go to, a thing we do, or a person we speak to that will literally talk us off that edge. We need that. 
you need that. That that's a form of therapy that that's priceless. You can't you can't put a price on that. Go is better than gold. It's better than gold because at the end of the day, you might have made a really bad decision. You might have made a really bad decision that was like life changing, and you could not go back. And now one person that was able to just let you know how their day is going change your whole outlook on life at that moment or for the next 24 hours. And for me, that's my daughter. I love our relationship. Our relationship is amazing. And I pray to God, knock on wood, I don't even know if it's real wood or not, but knock on wood, I pray to God that it always stays like that and it gets better. I am a, I am a very open-minded parent. I'm a very non-judgmental parent, but I'm a parent that does not play around. I, I don't play around. But Come talk to me about anything, you know, because the kid, like I told y'all, kids need respect. Kids need respect and kids need love. And sometimes that respect and love will walk along the lines of you shutting up and listening. You don't always have the answers. You know what I'm saying? I don't always have the answers. This is why I call my teenage daughter to talk me off the ledge whenever I'm about to go crazy on something or somebody. And like I said, she doesn't know. She'll probably know now. As if she, I don't even think she listened to my show, honestly. Maybe she will. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to call it a date, and I'm going to be like, Nini, so what you think about the last episode? And she's most likely going to be like, um, yeah. <laughs> it's all good, though. But you know what, though? Like I said, man, the fact that I've let myself go, two things, the fact that I've bounced back and the fact that I can recognize it and openly talk about it, that shows progress. Progress is a big thing. How many? I don't, I don't, I don't like doing things and not getting results forward. That's that, those are the two things I hate doing. I, I I hate doing things just to do them, and I hate not getting results. I, I don't like that. I like progress. I hate doing something for nothing. And, you know, that that something doesn't always even have to be money. It don't have to always be money, but I just hate doing stuff with no results. I like to prosper. I like to move forward. And if I can't move forward and I can't uh, prosper, I waste my time. time. Time is the most strongest form of currency <clears throat> in the world. Time, because you can't go backwards. It's either here in the present or forward in the future. We could plan for the future. We can coordinate time right now presently. We cannot go backwards. We cannot change the past as far as we know. We don't know time travel. I don't know. The aliens coming. Maybe time travel is real. I don't know. But <clears throat> honestly, sidebar, if time travel is real, I don't think we need to touch that. Leave it where it's at because we be messing everything up. We, we mess everything up. If the ice cream machine and McDonald's don't work, what makes you think the time machine is going to work? Chill, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Chill. Cheers, the boy product. Life of Product Podcast, episode 92. I let myself go. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. <clears throat> YouTube.com slash life of product podcast. That is P-R-O-D-U-K. Life of Product Podcast. Be sure to like, be sure to subscribe. Please share it. Send it to your friends. Uh repost it, tweet it. I'm out, baby. Yeah.